Welcome to Jab, Cross, Hook, a fan-sided fight show with your hosts, Ian McMillan, Amy Kaplan, and Reed Wallach. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first ever Jab, Cross, Hook, a fan-sided fight show ahead of this weekend's UFC 271 card. I am Ian McMillan, senior editor with BetSided. I am joined by Reed Wallach, another senior editor with BetSided, and Amy Kaplan, our fan-sided MMA editor. Thank you, too, for joining us. Well, I mean, we are the three co-hosts for this show moving forward. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to give out some picks uh, for each UFC card moving forward. Myself and Reed, we did this a couple weeks ago. Quick little, uh, I guess, dress rehearsal version of this. But yeah, we'll basically... A little test run, and I'm glad that it was a test run because my picks were absolutely (laughs) terrible. Um, But basically what we're doing is a a bet draft. So we are going to do a snake draft, and every time that a uh, fighter gets selected, that pick is locked in. It is off the board. Nobody else can take that pick. Uh, We are going to go through four rounds. Um, it is going to be us three, and we are going to be joined in just a moment by UFC flyweight Jeff Molina. We will get to that in just a moment. But first of all, um, Reed, Amy, how are you feeling? Amy, I'm going to start with you. Uh, you did not join us for the first draft, but uh, how are you feeling? Are, are, are you excited for this card? Do you, do you think you're going to have a few good picks? How are you feeling right now? I mean, I honestly am not confident about my picks at all because there are so many really evenly matched fights. That's the thing. There's not like a ton of people that I'm just like, yeah, of course they're going to win. And I think that makes it exciting. Every card, you know, every single fight is going to be exciting. Uh, Evster810 on on YouTube already chiming in. Whitaker is where the smart money is. We'll see if anyone takes Whitaker as a big underdog in the main event against Israel uh, Adesanya. Amy, I do have a question for you, though, because you are our MMA insider. You are at the large majority of events you're not going to be there this weekend in houston but i always wonder as a better because this is something i don't get because i'm not at the events live do you ever see fighters in weigh-ins or the days leading up to it and you think ah this fighter doesn't seem themselves right now do you ever do you ever get that sense uh with having your boots on the ground there absolutely sometimes you can see a fighter who has had a really difficult weight cut and it kind of gives you pause like oh how is that going to affect them tomorrow especially if you see a fighter that doesn't typically have those types of issues or on the flip side you may see somebody who does typically have those issues comes in right totally fine and then you're like okay now this is going to be a totally different fighter same with when we go to media days we see how they're being you know how they interact with us sometimes they're real quiet sometimes they're more engaging all that kind of stuff really plays into their mood going into the fight and i personally weigh a ton 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 heavy on that fight week and how they're acting that fight week yeah that's a great point from amy like if i mean ian i know we bet nfl we bet nba college basketball it's like an injury report almost you know how does this fighter actually look going into the fight because each fight's its own set set of rules, circumstances. You know, if someone has a bad weight cut, I mean, we saw it the last pay-per-view with Davis and Figueredo, the fight prior, he almost passed out on the scales. This fight, he came in dynamite and he looked amazing. And, you know, he looked the part and won his flyweight championship back. And I'm sure we're going to talk about that with Jeff. But these are like the type of variables when it comes to UFC betting that I think almost go a little under the radar when you're trying to place your bet. So it's sometimes better to wait until Friday, see these guys at the way in or girl women at the weigh-ins and, you know, make your bets. Yeah. And I think last, gosh, maybe, maybe it was two weeks ago now with uh, Francis Ngannou, you know, we were hearing rumors that he had an injury. We didn't know what, we didn't know how severe. And then come day of fight hours before we get the report of what it was and then find out hours after the fight, really what it was. (laughs) 
regardless of that you you know the fans aren't going to hear that but us you know media we hear that and we see that we can't report it because we don't know but we hear that kind of stuff so all that stuff plays in yeah and uh, it's it's always so tough in the ufc because you don't see people fight like in every six months maybe you might see a fighter whereas other sports you see you know multiple times a week or in the nfl once a week so uh, it always gets a little bit tricky. Reed, I will say congratulations for for winning our um, dry run of the draft a couple weeks ago for UFC. Not real champion. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I am not. I'm not. Uh, that's not an official win. I'm not giving you that. But you, 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 <laughs> you, did, you, did Rose, you just handed him the title. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, exactly. Not under the jab cross hook <laughs> umbrella, so it doesn't count. It was test right. run champion. That's all I am. Uh, I will remind everyone to, uh, that's watching, please uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel that you're watching it on. Give us a like and feel free to live comment and uh, and we'll uh, have some interaction that way. And feel free to chirp our picks, agree with our picks, whatever you think, let us know. But without further ado, let's bring in our special guest for the first episode, Jeff Molina, UFC Flyweight. Hello, Jeff. Thank you there for joining us. Well, what's up, guys? You, you are the perfect guest for us, especially on the uh, on the first show, because I understand that you are... Uh, a sports better already do you do you gamble on mma mostly do you do you bet on other sports as well what's kind of what sports do you look at when you bet yeah man uh first thanks for having me guys it's uh it's an honor to be on the, the first show and yeah dude i am a, a fellow degenerate uh, i just bet mma <laughs> uh i quit my job after my debut um i still worked a couple months after my debut and uh my biggest worry uh was when i quit my job was like dude i have no passive income coming in now like i could slip on a banana peel, tear my ACL tomorrow and not fight for a year. And, um, my coach, James Krause is a fellow degenerate and he, uh, he showed me the ropes and, and betting. So that's my passive income now. So I take it serious. You know, I put a lot of time and research uh, every week. Uh, I spent a couple of hours, uh, making my picks and yeah, man, it's been my passive income and it's been going really well for me. So yeah, I, I love talking fights. So at the start of the year, man, I had a bunch of money into stocks did terrible. I was trying to, I guess it was the start of last year. Um, you know, try to do the GameStop thing, try to do the AMC thing. And oh, uh, yeah. it just wasn't working out, man. I didn't have the time to, to spend hours uh, on Reddit threads and it just wasn't working out, man. So I pulled all my money out of stocks, put it into betting and it's gone pretty well for me. I know a lot more about uh, MMA than I do stocks. I spent the last decade of my life uh, dedicated to the sport and, and committed to the sport and watching tape all the time. So my money's better in, uh, in MMA betting than it is stocks. Yeah. So Jeff, I just have a question based on that. As a UFC fighter yourself, are there ways you think that it's helped your betting strategy? You kind of know these guys in and out, you know, their training camps may be a little bit better. You think that that's obviously kind of an edge into, you know, betting on these fights. You really have a real sense for this stuff. A hundred percent brother, like uh, in stocks or, or, or in wall street, that's called insider information and in betting. That's not a thing, dude. Like it, it really helps. Like I've trained with a lot of these guys. Like uh, I've been doing this sports since I was 14 years old. So I've been down to ATT. I, I've been training in Colorado. Like I know a lot of these guys firsthand. So it's just, uh, and of course I got a lot of, I think we got 17 UFC fighters at our gym. So I got a lot of like insider information. I, I know when someone's hurt, I know when someone's not. So, um, yeah, dude, it, it's, it's awesome. Like, uh, it's been really well for me, not trying to brag, like I made millions of dollars, but uh, it's my passive income, man. So I, so I take it serious and I haven't really lost a officially yet right i lose bets all the time or i lose plays all the time but actually lost big it hasn't happened yet so fingers crossed a few points and i've immediately lost all confidence that i'm gonna be able to win this draft because uh ufc i bet on almost every sport and ufc is by far my worst one uh i stink <laughs> at it to be completely uh honest and transparent i'm good at other sports not good at ufc 
But a big reason why is, and this kind of goes back to what we were talking about with Amy, is that, like, uh, I don't know what kind of shape these fighters are showing up in for their fights. Sometimes, like, I'll bet on a person and they're clearly injured or they're clearly out of shape. And then I'm like, well, I wish I kind of knew that information. So that must help you a little bit that you kind of have, uh, you know people in it, you you know these guys at the gym. So you you hear a little bit kind of what shape uh, these men and women are in uh, heading into the fights. For sure, man. And uh, I think uh, Reed asked earlier about like watching film and like I look at it from a different perspective, man. Like the, the betting mm. perspective is way different than like a coaching perspective or even like right. a fighter's perspective. Like if I'm fighting someone, I'll, I'll watch the fight as his opponent and then I'll watch the fight as his coach. But with betting, it's like a whole different perspective, man. There's a lot of a lot more details you got to put it into consideration. So uh, I think it's helped me as a fighter, to, to be honest. Like I just more attention Absolutely. to detail. Uh, like, man, uh, yeah, I, I watched a ton of film before I started betting and now it's just gone. You know, I legit spend hours like every, every Tuesday. Uh, that's when I make my plays. I, <laughs> I watch a bunch of film and there's some plays that I'll wait until weigh-ins uh, to see. But yeah, m- most of most of my Tuesdays watching film on these fights and, and looking at their guys' records, like level competition, who they've lost to, who they beat. And uh, yeah, man, it's uh, it's been good to me. Have you had to bet on a friend? Mm. I have, yeah, yeah. Like I actually just friend, hammered. I guess I should say. Uh, no. Yeah, yeah. I actually, uh, David Onamich took a short notice fight, I think, uh, a week and a half ago. He's playing Gabriel Benitez next Saturday, and I just hammered him, man. I, I put like five units on him in total across three books. So I like that fight a lot. I think Ooh. he opened up at minus 125. So if you guys want some money, yeah, good. To, yeah. Writing that down now as we speak. That's <laughs> yes. next week. Yeah. <laughs> Taking notes of that right now. Yeah. All um, right. Jeff can't come on next week and draft because I'll be drafting him if we're, if we're running this back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I should have I mentioned at the top there, Jeff, you're 2 0 in the UFC. Uh, congratulations. Wins against now. I'm terrible. Pronouncing names is bad enough. Pronouncing MMA names and terrible. Your opponent is Daniel Lacerda and Keeling Aori. I know I butchered those. Fight of the night, though, uh, in, in in that second one at UFC 261, that was a banger. That's ex- that was extremely impressive because that was a stacked card. I think there was three title fights on it, uh, and you won fight of the night for that. So uh, good stuff, man. Do you, do you have any idea who your potential next opponent was? I believe Cody Durden might have threw your name around. Uh, is he a potential opponent? Do you have any any insight on that yet? Uh, not yet, man. Uh, I just got hit up by Andrew today about a timeline we're looking at uh, May. So May sounds good to me. As far as an opponent, uh, Durden called me out and then a week later took a fight against uh, the undefeated Russian guy, the the young guy. Uh, I forget his name. Mohamed Makayev. I could be butchering that. I'm really bad with names too. Guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, looking at May and as far as opponent, man, um, whoever's not booked, it seems like a lot of the flyweights are booked. It's not really that steep of a division. So um Oday Osborne sounds good to me. Uh, Malcolm Gordon's getting married in mm. May, apparently. But that, that fight intrigues me. Uh, Tyson Nam intrigues me. That fight intrigues me a lot, man. We're managed by the same same company, uh, Iridium. And, and I heard he's injured, but that fight really excites me, man. He's, uh, he's a name. He has some name value. Hits hard. He's got that one-shot knockout power. So that's a fight that would wake me up early in the morning every day. So I like that. I love it, man. I'm excited for it. Well, let's get into the draft here. So just a recap of what we're doing. Four picks each. Uh, Jeff, we are going to give you the first overall pick um, uh, as our guest. I will say the first two rounds are prelim fights only for UFC 271. Starting in the third round is when you're going to be able to start taking main card fights. Um, And since it is a snake draft, you will have uh, the first overall pick in the third round as well. So you'll have first dibs of the main card. So it's going to go Jeff, Amy, Reed, and then myself. And then because it's a snake draft, it wraps around. Uh, back the other way. So all of these are risk one unit, um, not to win one unit. It's all to risk one unit. 
Uh, and then whoever finishes the card up the most amount of units or God forbid this happens, but is down the least amount of units if we all lose, but let's hope that doesn't happen, uh, will be declared the winner. Any questions at all? Are we ready to get into it? Let's do it. I think Let's we're ready. All right. I've refilled so my for, wine. I'm ready. Yes, I, I, I have a beer here as well. Reed, I think you have a beer. Jeff, I assume you're not drinking because you are a, are a professional athlete, unlike us. So um, that's all right. I'll, I'm doing I'll, a podcast right after this, it. and they just told me they got a bunch of beer for me. So I'm going to be drinking that regardless. <laughs> perfect. All right, so Jeff, start us off. First overall pick um, in the first round has to be a prelim fight. Who are you going with? I'm going with Andre Oblosky. I actually played him myself. I put a half uni on him. I got him at minus 145. I'm not sure what he's at now, but uh, I like him a lot in this fight, man. I like him a lot in the bigger cage. This is a pay-per-view card, so they'll have the bigger cage. And uh, it's, a, it's a heavyweight fight, so those always scare me for the, the heavyweight factor and the, the fact that these guys can literally put each other out with one shot. But uh, I like Orlowski on this. He's actually won me a lot of money in, in the last year. So, yeah, I'm going with Orlowski in this one. Interesting pick. Yes, minus 145 is the official odds on that uh, at WinBet. So that is what you have it locked in at. Uh, interesting first overall pick. I might have some more comments on that a little bit late, later. But, Amy, you are second uh, overall here. Who is your pick? You guys are going to roast me for this. I already know. It's Roxanne Modafferi. Oh, I you think- stole that from me. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. So, obviously, she doesn't look great on paper. I get it. But when you have a fighter who has had a career like hers and she's going out, she knows it's her retirement fight. I think that she's going to go in there, make risks that she wouldn't normally do. She's going to have fun. She doesn't have to worry about her record. I'm going Roxanne. So I I do want to say a quick thing about Roxanne. I did not think anyone was going to take her because she's a massive underdog plus 310. But I was going to just make it a respect bet. Respect to a true OG of mixed martial arts. Even though the, the bet might not win, Women's MMA pioneer. This is her final fight. She was fighting back in like 2003 was her first fight in Japan. She has been around forever. True pioneer of the sport. Um, and like you said, Amy, she's not necessarily the most athletic person in the world. Like I think, I think it's okay to kind of say that, but she has won sometimes as a huge underdog plus 240 against Andrea Lee plus 240 again against Antonina Shevchenko. And she upset Macy Barber as a six to one underdog once people don't talk about that. That's one of the biggest upsets in UFC history when she beat Macy Barber in that fight. So, uh, respect to Roxanne Modafferi. What a career. I did not think anyone was going to take her. So now I got to kind of redo my strategy here. I know it happened. Uh, that's, not yeah, a bad play, though. that's not a bad play. I, I like that. Um, a lot of people are hammering her on, on parlays. I'm staying away from it. I, I do think Casey O'Neill's going to win like gun to my head. I'm picking her, but Mata Ferry's made a career of grinding people up against the fence, yeah. taking them down. And mm-hmm. she's got good jujitsu and she's got good top pressure. She holds people down. And Casey O'Neill's one kryptonite so far in, in the UFC has been like, I think she lost the first round against uh, Valentina Shevchenko's sister, uh, Antonia. Yeah. So, I forget her name. But won the she, she got mount- She won the fight, of course. But in the first round, I believe she got mounted, and and Shevchenko landed some decent shots before she got 180 and put on her back. But and then there was another fight she had where she lost a round from just getting pushed up against the fence, and that's Modafferi's whole game. So I, I think uh, the odds aren't 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 doing Modafferi justice. She's an OG. People put a lot of uh, factor like into her age, but for some reason, heavyweights and, and female fighters can fight for a lot longer than than the rest uh, of mm. the division. So I like that play a lot, Amy. That's not a bad play at all. Yay! Very <laughs> technically sound. If if you are not technically sound against Roxanne, you're going to lose. All right, Reed, uh, you're up third overall pick. I got to relook at my board here while you're giving the <laughs> pick, and I hope you don't steal another one of mine. So go All ahead. right, I'll filibuster a little bit. I thought we were doing beer on the show, so I went to the local bodega. Got I asked the guy what like best beer to get or whatever it was, and he went with a victory. I got the Citrus Ale, a whirlwind. It's actually very good. It would have been 
that would have ruined the entire show if I was drinking crappy beer the entire time, but it's pretty good. But anyway, so my first pick is going to be Alexander Hernandez. Alexander the Great, plus 140, I believe, at Wimbet. Um, his opponent, Renato Moisano, who I definitely butchered his name. Moicano. Moisano. Moisano. Um, Moicano. Moicano. Let's try it again. <laughs> I don't know um, if that's right. That's how I say it. I, know, I, think, I think that's it. it. I think that's it. He is a bit chinny. He's been knocked out in three of his four last four losses. And Hernandez has some power. He could pack a punch, six knockout wins in his 13 UFC fights. He's a bit of an up-and-down fighter, but I just like the price on him as an underdog. This is one of those, if he was minus 160, I'd probably lean the other way. But he's plus 140, so I'll take a stab on Alexander Hernandez, my first overall pick. That's okay. the one of yours. Interesting. No, so so my so my first pick, fourth overall, I got two here, two in a row here because it's a snake draft. Um, I'll go with the. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I I think I think I, I I this was one of my locked in picks, but now it made me nervous because uh, because Jeff picked Arlovsky, so I am going against it, Jeff. With, with with my first pick here, I'm going Jared Vandera, and it's bait at plus one twenty five. It's an underdog pick. I don't really have a lot of in depth statistical analysis to back this up. Um, I'm being a little bit of an ageist here. Arlovsky's forty three years old. He has fifty four fights. At some point, he has to start having a little bit of regression. He's been around forever, but I mean, he's won four of his last five fights, so like he's still in it. But I mean, at some point. You think he's going to fall off a little bit, and I think Jared Van Vandera. I think he's uh he's had he's young UFC career. He's had some sneaky tough fights though, and I think he's being undervalued because of that. Uh, like Alexander Romanov in his last loss, just an unbelievably tough fight. He's had a few tough fights. I like him as an underdog. I would set this line closer to pick him, um, but now I, I'm nervous because Jeff's on our, our loss, so <laughs> that might be a loss right away. But that that's my first uh, my first pick, and I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with another underdog. It might be a my my draft board might be underdog heavy here. William Knight. Plus 145 against Maxim Grishin. 11 MMA wins, nine of them by knockout. Taking on a guy who's one and two in, in, in his UFC career. He's a plus 145 underdog. I think kind of my strategy going into this week, because um, I did when I lost to Reed bad, I dabbled in favorites that lost and it killed me. So my strategy today, and maybe I'm giving away uh, what my next two picks might be, and uh, but I'm going to go underdog heavy. So I'm going with another one, William Knight plus 145 for my second Freeland fight. Okay, so... I'm typically an underdog guy when it comes to the UFC. I like to bet underdogs, but you know, I went underdog first with Hernandez. I want to just make sure I get one on the board. He's probably my favorite favorite on the card, especially on the prelim card. Again, I might butcher the name, but Sergey Morozov, um, he's fighting Douglas Andrade. Again, this is a guy who I just think is going to, he has the most clear path to victory. He can pressure Dandraj on the ground. He can get this down to the ground. He's averaging over three takedowns per 15 minutes. Again, Andraj is all about the knockout power. Most of his wins are by KO, but I think Morozov is going to be able to close the distance, put this up against the cage and tire him out. This just seems like a clear minus 215 winner. I'm probably going to look to key in on him and um, some favorite parlays, but I want to get on the board, so I'll lay the juice and take Morozov as my second pick. That's a chalky pick. It's a chalky yeah, pick. Listen, it's sure win for you. It's a little sexy. Though. They can't all be sexy picks. You know, you got to make sure you get on the board, though. So that's Morozov, true. And, you know, I didn't love anything else on the prelim card, so I wanted to make sure I got something I'm confident in. Uh, I will say quick shout out to the people in the comments. Sid Ferris says, I'd bet on Izzy. If Rob wins, I'd be the happiest guy. And if he loses, at least I earned a couple bucks. That's what I call the emo hedge, my friend. Um, Curtis Calhoun says, great to see Jeff as the, as the first guest on the show. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and Sid Ferris also said he's going with Jacob Malcoon. I uh, just wanted to shout out the people in the chat. 
Uh, we're back to um, we're, we're back to you, Amy. Uh, your second pick. You stole the first one on me. I hope you don't steal another one on me. Uh, we are still in the prelims, though. Uh, what's what's your second pick here? Okay, so this one's harder for me because all three of these people, because I had some backups just in case, are all very even. And I mm, okay, I'm gonna go with Mike Diamond. He's an underdog again. Did I steal it again? No. Nope. Damn it. Um, <laughs> so it's his UFC debut, which I think, um, you know, like I, I place a lot in into the head of the fighter more than the skill of the fighter. I don't know why. But I think coming in on your UFC debut, he's really new, but he has a lot of different types of wins, submissions, KOs. I think he's kind of unpredictable. And I just feel like, I don't know. I just have a feeling. And maybe it's the diamond. I don't know. I'm just attracted to it. So I'm going with him. <laughs> all right. I like it. Um, all right. So, Jeff, we are back to you. Your final prelim fight first. Um, and then you will have first dibs of the main card. So uh, hit us with your next two picks. I'm going to go against what you said and go with Max Grishin for my, my pick. I was leading too. <laughs> I was between Grisham and uh, and um, Morozov. So, I just yeah, got another Morozov too, though, man. Morozov's a good pick. I, I don't like um, kind of like Morozov. I think he wins that fight if he doesn't get clipped, right? Uh, I, mm-hmm. I think if he doesn't get caught. Um, and I don't like betting on two things. I don't like betting on the one chance of a guy getting caught just because he has knockout power, unless his name's Francis Ngannou. And then the <laughs> second thing is I don't like to bet on someone having that over the hill performance, right? So like Dominic Cruz is due for an over the hill performance soon. Arvlowski is due for one. I just I don't like playing those. I, I don't like relying on those. Um, and and in, in this fight, I think Grisham's one shot of, of losing is getting caught. I, I think, uh, again, in the bigger cage, he'll be able to keep Knight on the outside. Knight, Knight has some good wins on his record. Just uh, I thought he lost his last fight. It was a close fight uh, against Minefield. But level of competition, I give it to, to Max. And uh, I think he's going to be able to keep his range and, and be kick heavy and just keep him on the outside. And then uh, Knight's going to get tired, man. But Knight hits hard. He's a little fire hydrant for the weight class, short, stocky. I just think Max is the bigger, and by bigger, I mean taller fighter. And I think he'll be able to use his reach and get the win. All right. So, uh, yeah, literally, I'm going against you with, with my first two picks. So, I'm <laughs> oh, not going to win. So my confidence lose. is out the window. I, I'm done, no, done no, already. Man. I've lost before we're even done. But uh, go ahead. You have now the first uh, pick of the third round. So, the main card is now on the board. We can draft main card fights. Uh, you don't have to. You can stick to the prelims if you want, but uh, the option is available. So, let's hear your first, first pick in the third round. Let's go. Uh, I'm going to take a peek at the main card. Take a peek. Well, Jeff, while you're while you're looking at the card, I could ask you a question just about two flyweights going at it. If you want to double task, but I uh, yeah, let's go. Alex Perez and Matt Schnell are going at it. Perez, a huge favorite. You know, he's fighting for the first time since he lost to Figueredo for the flyweight title. I don't know how familiar you are with that with their recent form or anything. You know, if you had any comment, because I know that's your weight class. Yeah, yeah, I like both these guys. I had the opportunity to train with Schnell. When I was uh, 19, I went down to Florida, stayed in the dorms at ATT. I was with my my coach, Jason High, and I got to do part of my camp out there. I was getting ready for a fight, and I got to train with Schnell. Good dude, solid dude. He was staying in the dorms, and he's good, man. I do have Perez in this fight. Um, I just think uh, he's Big better line. That's in a, every area. Steep price. Yeah, yeah, and, and he was going to be one of my picks if, if odds weren't uh, a factor <laughs> in, in this show. But, yeah, I, I like him a lot. Um, I do think Schnell has some sharp hands, man, and I think he can clip Perez, but just that. At 25, we don't see that one-shot power a lot, and I think he's more of a volume guy, but a uh, gun to my hand, I'm going Perez. Sure. And as far as my pick, I'm there going you. with Jared Cannonier. Uh, I like him in this fight, man. Uh, I know it's hard to – not not smart to, to bet against Blonde Brunson, and you're laughing, and so I'm, I'm assuming <laughs> yeah. you're going with Brunson on your pick. Uh, I, don't don't and, worry. And, I'm and actually going to plan on stealing it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
So I, I'm part of this uh, group chat with my coach who kind of runs it and he puts his picks in and he's picking Brunson as well. I'm going against the grain and I'm going with Cannoneer. I think he will be able to stop the takedowns. And I, I don't think Derek Brunson's stand-up's that good, man. He does things that aren't technically sound. And at that weight class, you will pay for it, right? He, he blitzes in with his chin right up high. And his last couple fights, he's looked great. Like, Blonde Brunson, excuse me, is definitely uh, someone to, to respect. But in this fight, I, I don't think you'll be able to get the takedown. Um, it's a three-rounder. I, I just like Cannoneer in this fight. I think he'll be able to stop the takedown. The dude's a freak athlete. And I think he's going to be able to put it on him. All right. I like it. I, I like it quite a bit. Uh, all right, Amy, you're up. Okay. I'm going Derek Lewis. I know that like a lot of people were saying, you know, it's Houston again. Oh my gosh. What, what if he does his whole choking in Houston again, but he went on an interview recently and he said the last fight was obviously a big deal for him, obviously because of all the implications and everything, but it was also the anniversary of him getting out of prison, which he didn't tell anybody leading up to it. So I think his mind just wasn't there. So I think he's going to come back and he's going to show everybody, this is my hometown, this is where I'm at. He's also the favorite, so come on. I mean, that is Derek Lewis. I just hope that no matter what happens, they both do a shoey. <laughs> that would be nice. I I, I read today uh, that two of Austin wants to do a shoey out of Derek Lewis's uh, cup, so that would be... That'd be nasty. <laughs> I hope I don't see that. Yeah, I hope they don't do it together. Well, it's clear both guys are conscious after the fight. I mean, I imagine it's going to be an incredibly violent fight. I'm hoping they're both standing to do a shoey. That would, I guess, that's best case scenario for them too. The crazy thing was when he threw his cup into the crowd. There was only like 20 people there, and it was a dude that like lunged for it. I was oh, like, I don't imagine lunging for that. I saw the whole thing yeah, go down. Fast. I'm like, this is so gross. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I would not be. I will not be lunging for something. <laughs> All right, Reed, uh, third pick, third round. Yeah, Jeff, I'm gonna go head to head with you now. I'm gonna take Derek Brunson. This is like we were saying, respect. You know, Derek Brunson, the gatekeeper of the middleweight division. Uh, yeah, I've been on Derek Lewis and or Derek Brunson in pretty much all of his fights. He's been, uh, he was a pick'em and then was an underdog in his last four fights. He's won all of those fights. Not a five fight winning streak. I just think that. He has the gas tank. He ha- he has the ins and outs to really overwhelm a guy like Cannonier. Sure, he can stuff the takedowns, but I feel like Brunson can control the rounds and you know spam enough volume to get probably a decision. I don't think he's gonna have the power to knock out Cannonier. But listen, anytime I see plus money against Derek Brunson, he gets a he gets a bet no matter what. So he's made me enough money over the last two years. He'll be my third. He'll be my third round pick. Blonde Derek Brunson. Uh, yeah, Sid Blonde Farrow Brunson. chimes in in the chat says Brunson playing a game on his phone during the press today was interesting. So that locked mean, is he relaxed or, do you, or he's just not taking it seriously? Cool as a cucumber. He's ready to go. He could also be really, really nervous, and that's just his way of calming down. Maybe. Potentially. All right, I've got back-to-back picks. Uh, my third and final pick. I'm going to start. I'm very glad this wasn't stolen. I'm taking a shot at the underdog in the main event. Give, give me Robert Whitaker plus 220 uh, to defeat Israel Adesanya. So leading up uh, to their first fight, Whitaker hadn't had a takedown in the UFC since he fought Uriah Hall all the way back in 2015. That fight took place on the card that had Holly Holm and Ronda Rousey in the main event. That's how long ago it was. So he was did not use his wrestling. He stood up. He used his striking. And it worked for him all the way up until he faced um, Israel Adesanya. Lost. Now, since that loss, uh, he took Darren Till down twice. Uh, he took Kelvin Gastelum down four times. So he really utilized that wrestling against Gastelum. 
Um, so I think heading into this fight, he's embraced his wrestling. I think he's going to use that strategy, especially now after Jan Blahovich kind of showed everyone that Israel Adesanya's weakness is his wrestling. He can be taken down and held there. Now, of course, Blahovich had the size advantage, um, and he's a lot bigger than, than Whitaker is. So we'll see if that strategy is going to work. But I think he's certainly going in with a different strategy than he did his first fight. Um, and I in rematches, I almost always take the guy who won the first time. So I'm kind of going against my own strategy here. But uh, I think he's going to be coming into this with a different game plan. I think it's going to be a different fight. So uh, I'm taking a shot. Robert Whitaker plus 220 in the main event. I like All that. Right. I like that. Ian. It's your pick again. All right. Yeah, you're back up. Follow up, follow up that hot take. It's not a bad play either, man. It's uh, Whitaker's got more than a chance, more than a puncher's chance, right? Like, I think uh, he's in a situation to where, like, if Izzy on, Izzy didn't exist, like, he'd be the champ, you know, kind of yeah. like the Colby situation, right? If right. Usman didn't exist, he's the next best guy. And I think Whitaker's in that boat. He's, he's a good blitz fighter, and, and the dude can wrestle, man. It's just hard to get in on Izzy, but I, I like his chances in that fight. I'm not playing that, like, with my actual money. But I don't mind it, man, especially at those odds. I think they're a little disrespectful towards Whitaker. I think the odds are I, – I would set Adesanya as the favorite, but I think I think plus 220 is pretty disrespectful. Yeah. So I'm going to go – I'm deciding between two right now. I'm surprised that one of them is not taken already. I think I'm going to go in the opening fight of the main card, um, Nazareth Pakparat. <laughs> I'm the worst yeah, pronouncing Plus 115, slight underdog um, against Bobby Green. I mean, listen, he lost his last fight, but it was against Dan Hooker. I mean, I think I can forgive a loss against Dan Hooker. I'm shocked that he's the underdog. If I were to set the line out, set, like the, I'd flip them. I'd put him as like the minus 130 favorite. Uh, Bobby Green, kind of a streaky guy. He wins a couple, loses a couple. Mm-hmm. Uh, good fighter. Don't want to trash on Bobby Green, but I think Nazareth's just kind of the, that next step up, and I think he's being undervalued. Um, but he's kind of fought the who's who recently. Now I think this is a little bit of a uh, a, f- a very winnable fight for him. He's an underdog. That's going to be my pick uh, for the first first fight of the main card, I believe that is. I just want to interject here and say that his original opponent, John McDessie, very good friend of mine, and that fight Canadian. is going to be so fire, and I'm so sad it's not happening. So rest in peace. He's Canadian. Isn't he, isn't he a fellow Canadian of He's mine? Canadian. Mm-hmm. He is, yeah. Shout out John McDessie. Was um, originally supposed to be Hernandez, or who was supposed, it was supposed to be? supposed to be um, Nasra and John, and they have real beef. Like they really don't like oh, okay. each other. So, yeah, that, right fight. so that fight's yeah, going to happen. happen. It's been made twice now. This will be the, yeah, it'll happen. Yeah. So my draft is complete for uh, all four underdogs. So we'll see how this strategy works. So, but now we are uh, winding it down here. So read your final pick. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I like the Nazra play. Also, Bobby Green's a guy where it's probably going decision. He just got a knockout win his last fight. So I feel like he's kind of getting a little push from betters. They just saw he knocked out. Al-Aikeda, but over-the-hill type of fighter. I'm not that impressed, so I'm probably going to have a bet on Nazareth, to be honest. My draft board hasn't necessarily broke the way I wanted, but, you know, I'm going to be on Izzy, so I might as well go again, underdog, kind of chalky play. So I'll take Izzy with my final pick. And again, Ian, you made a very good, very strong case as to how Robert Whitaker can win. Maybe the odds are a little disrespectful, but I just... I don't know. Is Whitaker going to grind out a decision? Is he going to make up that seven inch reach disadvantage? Like if this is a stand up fight, is he just going to point his way to another win? We've seen it time and time again. Whitaker got clipped his, the last time these two fought him. Is he finished him? I believe it was round two. I don't think Whitaker's just going to wait in there again and try and challenge him striking. And we haven't seen anyone really challenge him in the wrestling department besides Jan Mohovich. And again, that's at light heavyweight. That's a, in my opinion, a totally different type of fight. I'm going to go. Is he, I think he gets it done. We're trying to, you know, build up the bankroll a little bit. So I'll lay the I'll lay the chalk. I'm probably gonna 
again, look to key in on Izzy and Parley's. I just think he's the right side here. Square. <laughs> Square. <laughs> two, two picks of minus 200 or longer. All right, we'll see. We'll see if that works. Listen, I, the bo- I'm not, you know, I'm like I said, I'm typically an underdog-based guy, but the card just didn't break out when I was going through it, especially today. That's when I really sat down and broke down the card. I just ended up looking at a lot of favorites. I know the two I ended up picking were over minus 200. I'm not going to lay those straight, but again, I just see the likelihood of victory is in Izzy's favor. I think that he's going to be able to shut down Whitaker takedowns. I think he's going to outpoint him and he's going to get the job done probably by decision this time. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> Am I, I think I, uh, no, uh, three of my four picks I'm going against someone else. So we'll see how that works out. Uh, Amy, your final pick of the draft. I've been going back and forth on this one. Like part of me wants to go with the, the underdog to be, you know, edgy. And then I, I don't know. I'm going to go with Kyler Phillips. Uh, I've been following his career from the day he made pro uh he's just like a fun fighter i can't bet against him he's a favorite he's not an underdog so i'm just keller phillips easy mm-hmm. for me oh i didn't realize he was that big of a uh, yeah he's a stud i i have him gotta get on the board that makes sense he's, yeah he's he beat my my friend in his last fight and that kind of solidified like all right he's no phillips phillips is real good he in my he's incredibly talented he's my like one that i feel the most confident about the entire fight card i believe yeah it is uh it is short odds but i mean that that gets you a win on the board at the very least so um yeah sometimes you got to take a big favorite all right jeff final pick of the draft it's back to you one more pick who do you got i've been playing risky all night and i'm gonna keep at that i wasn't gonna play moicano but i kind of just want to go against you again so i'm going bobby green um he looked real good against Pazeev. Yeah, I, I'm taking Bobby Green this fight. I, I don't think it's like a, a blowout. Like I don't think it's like here and here. But I think it's. Uh, I think Bobby Green can edge a, a good decision against Nazrat. And uh, Bobby's look really good, man. And I think his striking is underrated. He has a real good ability to roll with the punches. Uh, it looks like he gets hit clean a lot, but he doesn't, man. He, he's really good at seeing the punch last second and kind of rolling with it. So I think his striking is underrated. And uh, yeah, I can see him edge a decision against Nazrat. So I realized when I right before I said my pick, I said I was going to go with the first fight of the main card, and you're like, ah, oh, damn. You thought I was going to go. Bobby Green and I and I went yeah. the opposite way. So we're going head to head in three fights. All four of my picks. I'm going against someone on this show. So uh, I've lost cool. all confidence. <laughs> I've lost all confidence in my pick. Uh, all right. So the draft is completed. There we go. Um, let's completely or let's uh, really quick just recap our picks. Reed, did you write them down at all? Because I did not. I did not write them down, but I'm pretty sure I could give an honest effort on rattling them all off. I'd like to test the memory. Well, we here. can even just go person by person because I, I have I have my own written down, but I didn't write down everyone else's. Okay, so everyone could everyone could reshare. Jeff, you could lead us off. Sweet, rattle uh, off your four I had picks. Andre Vlasky. Odds are pretty close on that guy. Max Grinchin. Uh, odds are pretty close. Uh, not really that close, but you know, not not terrible odds. I forgot my third, but I had Bobby Green. That was the last one, and then my third was uh, and Cannon. Cannon. Cannon there we go. Let's go. Yeah, there we go. Minor Roxanne, Mike Diamond, Derek Lewis, Kyler Phillips. I'm winning, so you know I'm winning. So just um, for me, I went with Alexander Hernandez, Sergey Morozov, Derek Brunson, and Izzy Adesanya. And I went Whitaker, uh, Nazrat, uh, William Knight, mm-hmm. and Jared Vandera. All all four underdogs. So we'll see how that goes. I, I almost took uh, two of Asa there with my last pick against Derek Lewis, mm-hmm. but I went Nazrat instead. I think. I don't know, man. That's a big step up in class for him. I I lean towards the Lewis side also. I just feel like that's not Greg Hardy power you're getting hit with. You're getting hit with Derek Lewis power. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's a very good point. Yeah. So that, that's kind of why I, I stayed away from, from Ty Dubois. And also I'm just kind of cheering just for emotional sake, cheering for Derek Lewis. Cause I mean, how can you not love Derek Lewis? Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, there we go. That is our very first episode of jab cross hook, a fan sided MMA show. If you're watching it, be sure to like, and subscribe. We're going to be doing this weekly. I believe, uh, giving out picks, uh, Jeff, thank you very much for joining us. My friend, uh, you are great. Good luck with your bets this week. Um, any final thoughts by anyone, Jeff, I, I don't want to keep you too long here. Any, any final thoughts about this card? Any other bets that you were thinking of, uh, that weren't discussed? before we uh before we shut her down uh let me take a look let's see i, I did have some early action this week and uh no everything i played bobby green i played grishin and i played Arvlaski this week and, and i'm gonna pull up uh, a little parlay before the event but i'm just looking forward to the fights this weekend from a fan perspective not really from a betting perspective um but the day of the fight i'll be for sure on the edge of my seat watching these fights knowing i have money on them so i do one last real quick question do you ever bet totals at all like over under rounds yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, some weeks are more prop heavy than actual picks. Like I've, I've, uh, we've had weeks. Uh, when I say we, like we got this little group chat at the gym, and we, uh, we, we do a good job of, like sticking to the plays that, that we put on there. But uh, there's, there's been weeks where we don't really like anything um, as far as playing people straight. So um, it's just prop bets from there on, like outcomes and stuff like that, like to win by knockout, yep. submission, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm trying to think of oh, uh, one that hit real well for me was I had Aaron Blanchfield winning. I played her straight and then I also played her by decision. So I doubled up and uh, yeah, mm-hmm. we went to Sizzlers after that, man. It hit good. Are you going <laughs> to bet on the Super Bowl? You think? No, I don't bet anything. I suck at betting anything else. Like, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, down, I man. don't have any luck betting anything besides boxing or MMA. And then I, I've been uh, betting jujitsu matches when we had that, that break. And that, that, didn't, that didn't, uh, that wasn't too bad. I didn't even know you could bet on jujitsu. Yeah. Yeah. Certain books have like, you can bet on anything now. Yeah. Then. Yeah. Pretty much. But bet online has uh, like, uh, whenever they do like the fury grappling or like they have the UFC fight pass invitational, they, they have those odds on there. So you can bet on those. Awesome. Well, thank, thank you, uh, very much, Steph. Uh, we'll have to have you on again. We'll see who, uh, we'll see who wins this, uh, the, the, the debut episode of the, of, uh, of the live stream of the podcast. So, uh, best luck with your career, Jeff. I'm sure we will uh, be talking again. Amy Reed, uh, great job. We'll see who wins. Thank you for everyone watching. Like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, best of luck with everyone's picks this weekend. Enjoy the fight card. Enjoy the Super Bowl. And uh, we'll talk to you all next time.